0: Again, my name is Clem, the evangelist and pastor here at the Vineyard Church. Thank you for coming out to Good Friday. I welcome you. But can you pray for me because I am basically trying to work a miracle today because they want me done in 15 minutes, okay? So if you know anything about me, you know that if I'm done my 15 minutes, it's a miracle, okay? And Jesus is doing miracles today. But I love, love, love Good Friday. But I want to talk a little bit about what is good about Good Friday. What is good about Good Friday? You know, isn't Good Friday a a, a bloody day or a gruesome day or a day of, of, of our Savior's death? It should be a sad day. Well, I want to talk a little bit about what's so good about Good Friday. So you can journey with me as we talk a little bit about that. Because most of you guys understand or know the story how Jesus Christ died on the cross and it was a Friday where he died on the cross. And so you get that. But I want to talk about the things that he said while he was on the cross. It was recorded that he said eight things while he was on the cross. Eight phrases. But one phrase I want to really zero in on today. And that is the phrase that he said before he gave his life. The phrase, it is finished. Kids, say that with me, it is finished, it is finished, yes, that that phrase just echoes in eternity. Guys, that phrase in the Greek, it was one word, and it basically basically meant teleo, it it, it was teleo, which basically meant, um, it was associated with victory, which meant it is finished, it is done. Nothing anybody can do can add or subtract, can, can just, or uh, can, can take away, can, can amend what I have done. Basically, so in the Greek, if, say, an Olympic athlete was to run a race and they won first place, and they said taleo that meant that they held the the win they held the gold medal that no one else at that time can do better than them at the time well when jesus when he says taleo on the cross he basically said, it is finished. I have brought to completion a process that the enemy could never stymie, could never take away, that can never overturn. I have brought about completion to a process that can never be overturned in eternity, baby, in eternity. So it is finished, echoes in eternity and the enemy hates that phrase because there's nothing he can do about it. There's nothing he can do about it. But Jesus, he basically says, it is finished. And that phrase gives a Christian, guys, so much hope. That phrase gives a Christian so much confidence to know that, oh, my goodness, what Jesus did on the cross can never be overturned. Ah, but but Clay, what is finished? What exactly is it that was finished? What was there any unfinished business? Yes, well before Jesus died on the cross there was some unfinished business and if I have to go back in the day to the beginning and just real quick talk to you a little bit about what happened. Okay, so back in the day, God and man, man and God, they were basically cooling, they were chilling, they, were, they had a great FaceTime, they had great Snapchat, they had great, you know, relationship. They had a great time together in the garden. So man would think like Jesus, man would, would, would act like God, man would, would, would behave like God, everything was hunky-dory, everything was good, until one day... The enemy came into the garden in the form of a serpent and tricked man into thinking that, they, that God was whack. Tricked, God, tricked man into thinking that God was holding out his best interest for man. And so he basically tricked man into sinning. And what happened when they sinned? is they started to think more and more like Satan. They started to act more like Satan. They started to talk more like Satan. And then eventually, they basically started to do everything like Satan. And then it went in a downward spiral. They were basically in bondage to sin. Man was in bondage to sin. And that left a chasm of separation between a good and perfect God and sinful man. And God, He's on the side, He's on the other side. Like, what's going on? He's mourning. He's like, hey, my, 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 sons, my daughters, my my family, the, the people I once had fellowship with. What's going on? Not only does Satan have dominion of the world, but I've lost fellowship and I want it back. I want fellowship back. And so Jesus, the Son. He looks at the father and says, hey, God, father, I can go. Send me, I'll go. And I'll go and take care of the unfinished business. I'll go ahead and reclaim what was lost. And the father said, son, go for it. Take care of my business. He sent Jesus to the earth and he took care of business. And I want to just real quick pause and read John three sixteen. Because this is where John 3.16 is relevant right now. And if I can get all the kids in the house, all the kids in the house, can you guys read this passage with me? Hopefully it's going to be up on a screen. Here we go, kids. One, two, three. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Good job, kids. Can y'all give it up for the kids? They, they did well. They did well. Okay. <clears throat> so so, basically, God says, go handle my business. So Jesus comes, and he's he sent, he sent here to destroy the works of the enemy. He's sent here to destroy to raise uh, the dead, to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to live a supernaturally natural lifestyle here on earth. He's basically role modeling what it looked like to be a Christian walking on the earth until one day at the tender young age of 33. It was his time to do what he came to do, to give up His spirit at the age of 33, he had to do what no man can do but him. Because it was a Friday morning, guys, when Jesus was wrongfully sentenced to death, when he was wrongfully accused and wrongfully sentenced to death. But that was a part of the plan. You see, it was on a Friday morning when Jesus was whipped, when Jesus was, was beaten, when Jesus was marred beyond recognition than any other man has experienced on earth. But that was a part of the plan. See, it was on a Friday afternoon, right before lunch, when they made Jesus weak, hungry, confused, dazed, beaten, can hardly do anything, made him basically hold up a cross that had to weigh at least a couple hundred pounds, hold the cross, and bear the cross as he walked to Calgary. But Simon, thank goodness for Simon, he came and helped him carry the weight and walked down with him to Calvary. See, he wasn't good enough to be crucified in the town. He had to go out of city limits. And so he went to the place of the skull. He went to Golgotha, the the Calvary, the hill at Calvary, where they set the tree, they set the cross down and with with him hanging on the cross, with stakes in his hands, with stakes in his feet, Hanging on the cross for the world to see. Hanging on the cross for everybody to mock. For everybody to jeer. For everybody to, to, to make fun of. Just exposed. That the, the God of the universe exposed and ridiculed. But there were also people there that were crying like, that's our God, that's our King, that's our Savior. What is going on? They were confused. And so, as he's up there, something crazy happens. Something fascinating happens. As he's hanging on the cross, the whole world goes dark. Scripture says that the sun's light just simply failed. And as he's hanging on the cross, he says some things that I want to read right now. It's in John 19, 28 through 30. This is what he says right before he dies. And this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of sour wine on the hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. Taleo. Taleo. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Jesus gave up his spirit. What's that mean for us today? That all those years ago that Jesus gave up his spirit. What's that mean for us today that he says to Leo and gave up his spirit? What it means is that, listen, Jesus gave up his spirit so that we can receive his. Jesus gave up his spirit so that we can receive his. Jesus, what happened, what what, what we lost on what we lost in the garden excuse me what we lost in the garden jesus restored today what was lost in the garden jesus restored today jesus restored righteousness jesus restored relationship jesus restored identity he restored our destiny That's why He says it is finished. That's why He says it is finished. Because Jesus' death washed away our sin! Jesus' death washed away our sin. That's why He says it is finished! That's why He said it is finished. Because Jesus' death made a way for us to be new within Him! That's why He said it is finished! And that's why it's so relevant today. Because while he was on the cross and he said to Leo, it is finished. He wasn't only thinking about he wasn't only thinking about people who were there with him in present. He was thinking about people past, present, and future. That means he was thinking about you and me. He was thinking about everyone in here. It is finished. See, Jesus' blood that was shed on the cross at Calvary was shed for both you and me. And it was shed for reconnection. It was shed for complete and total liberation. It was shed for freedom. For freedom. For Jesus' sake, he made you free. For freedom's sake, he set our butts free. And that's what the death of Jesus, the Son of God, means for us today. That was the end game. That was the end game, that cannot be spoiled, that cannot fade away, that can never be reversed, that can never be lied about or or trampled on because it is the truth that sets us free, that it is finished. See, that was the scandal of this particular day. That was the scandal of this Good Friday because this Friday was known for the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords to have died on the cross. This Friday was known to be the most gruesome, the bloodiest Friday in history. But in reality, what Jesus did was he defeated death so that we can live. And that's what makes Friday so good. That's what makes Friday so good. That's why we call it Good Friday. That's why we call it Good Friday. That's the scandal that he saved us. He washed away our sin. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Yes. That's why we celebrate on a day like today. So everybody up on your feet and let's worship once again. Let's worship once again. Let's worship once again as we celebrate Him who made this possible. Him who allowed us to live free and free indeed. Him who allowed us to step in to a dynamic relationship step in to a new identity and step in to a new destiny because of his death on the cross thanks for listening to the message today to experience more powerful messages go to vineyardlive.us or join our vineyard Live plus community to view conferences trainings and special teachings